Hello! Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to Better Left Unsaid. It has been way too long. I've been going through a lot of stuff like grad school. I'm in grad school now. I'm back in college and I never get to leave. <laughs> but it's all for a good cause. It's all for a good cause. Um, and for my first time back in a really long time, I have a guest voice that y'all have not heard before. Y'all haven't heard this person before. That's right. It's not Taylor. It's not Cynthia. Although I'm sure y'all miss those two lovely ladies. This is my friend Josh. Hello. Hi, Josh. Hey, I'm hey. Josh. How you doing? Doing fantastic. Yeah? Yes. Are you nervous? Super. Okay, good. 100% good. all the way. Perfect. Perfectly nervous for this perfectly embarrassing situation. I mean, you are in the right place because this is the place to have embarrassing situations. Great. Fantastic. Like, that is literally the point of this podcast. <laughs> there is no other point. No. Um, eh. General betterment of society through shared embarrassing situations. Yes. I like that. I like that a lot. I'm going to put that on a t-shirt that will not sell. <laughs> now, I haven't listen to your entire podcast but i'm curious have you ever kind of talked about um like what people feel about embarrassing moments we have we've definitely dabbled in that i know back in the day over a year ago i used to record with my get with my co-host cynthia who has since retired from podcasting oh sundays she had other better 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 things to do and i do not blame her um because is that the lovely other person on your tea yes that's so cool i don't know if y'all remember this but uh over this time last year over a year ago we made t-shirts and no one bought one so <gasps> oh <laughs> that's okay i i bought two i bought two um the money did not go to me but <laughs> that's okay you know, it's worth it. I have a t-shirt with the profile of my face on it. Mm-hmm. So it just completely builds my ego. It sure does. It really does. So, I've explained off mic how this works. Yes. We need an embarrassing story from okay. you. Okay. <laughs> Tis tradition. So, like, the reason why I brought up how I how I feel about embarrassing moments is because typically, at least from like media perspective, embarrassing moments are when an accident happens. You're doing something and you trip or fall or something and you're so embarrassed by it. Story right? of my life. Right. But I feel like there's a different class of embarrassment. It's like almost an embarrassment of your actions. Like you did something in that moment, whether whatever it looks like, and you walk away from it, and then you like think about it, and you're like, "That was the most fucked up, ridiculous thing I've ever done in my oh, entire life." Full on, full <laughs> on. I'm sure we all have plenty of that for sure. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I guess I'll start with with a small one, and then I'll work my way up. Is that okay? I've got two. Okay. Yeah. Do share. 
Fantastic. So when I was younger, I think it was when um, the Wii was coming out or something like that. Back in the day. Yes. Um, I went in to exchange all of my games uh, to purchase the next system. And I go in and um, it was game crazy. So I'm not sure if you remember them, but they were still open right next to like, what is it? Hollywood video? No. It was the one that was like with Blockbuster. Blockbuster, yeah. I I mean, GameStop is still around. Yes. I know there was an E... Wait, what was it? It was E something. Maybe. I don't know. E, e something. It was like the other one. I don't remember Game Crazy. I really don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, details, whatever. <laughs> So this this game <laughs> store that was like next to to a video store, whatever location. Um, I go in and I start exchanging all of my stuff. And there's this guy in there, and he's talking with the cashier, and they seem to know each other. Anyway, all I know, I can't remember every single detail, but I know that the gentleman that was there helped me out. He helped me make some sale. Like, I remember I was either missing a part or something was wrong and it wasn't going to happen. But this guy, like, stepped up out of nowhere to help a bro out. And I was like, yeah, that's super cool. Nice. That's really nice. Yeah. And this is where the embarrassing part comes in. So I'm embarrassed for myself. You'll see. Um, so afterwards, like, there was this one piece that I could not sell. And the dude's like, oh, well, I'll take it off your hands if you don't want it. And as a kid, my initial reaction was, no, it's okay. And then I walk away. (laughs) About how old were you? I was, I think I was 10. I'm not sure. Oh, wow. You were 12, 13. I don't know. It was somewhere around an age that I'm not, I wasn't processing. That you've blacked out. Yes. (laughs) Um, Well, it was when the Wii was coming out. So I don't know, whenever that was. Thirteen? It was probably so. you were probably thirteen. Yeah. Um Yeah, I feel super embarrassed about that. Like this bro helped me out and like he just wanted some plastic and I was like You were literally just like no No and I walked away. <laughs> I felt so bad. I think I returned one or two days later and I was talking to the same cashier and I was like, Hey, here's this. I don't know if he comes to the store often, but you seem to know him. So give it to him if he comes by. And I did that. Well, I'm sure it wasn't as as embarrassing for him as it was for you. No, for sure. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure I have several experiences that have since, uh, got thrown into the void um of me just saying just the wrong thing in a moment or i i mean you know i tend to tell bad jokes all the time just not good (laughs) jokes not like well they're not bad they're just dad jokes (laughs) yeah i mean i am a father of my uh fur child sweet bow sweet bow bow hi sweetie Hi, sweetie. He's underneath the table right now. And I love it. I love it. He's so furry. <laughs> I'm gonna go warm my feet. Move your butt. 
Okay, I'm good. But warming up your feet with your fur baby. I am. That sounds kind of weird. <laughs> Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah, I don't know if I can particularly recall one. I know there were times <clears throat> where I think whenever I had my first communion, um, my cousins had come down to, of course, watch the whole ceremony and everything, watch the sacrament. And after it, we were like all walking to go get lunch or something. And my cousin had found a penny and he was like, oh, look, here's a penny. Happy First Communion. And he tries to hand it to me. And me, being like an eight-year-old shithead, I'm like, I don't want that. <laughs> I, my my mom, like, pulled me off to the side after that. And she was like, why would, like, just take the damn penny. Like, <laughs> it's not even a big deal. Like, he was just trying to be nice. And I felt awful. Right. Because it, like, sunk in. I was like, wow. I was kind of, like, really ingratious and <laughs> definitely felt like I looked like a dick. It happens. Right after I had my first communion. It's a bad sign. Is it, though? I don't know. I, I mean, the know. fallacy of humanity. Right. Anyways, your second story. Yeah, okay, so this one's kind of gross. Are you ready? So for as ready some as reason, oh my gosh, I'm not ready. <laughs> let's go, let's go, let's go. Everybody cheer, everybody cheer. We can't hear you, <laughs> but we hear you in the future spirit. Oh my gosh. Okay, for some reason, as a, as a young person, I mean, I'm talking about really young now, so maybe like five or six. Mm. Um. I learned how to control, <laughs> I don't know what the medical term for it is, so I'm going to be crass, AF, my butthole. So, like, <laughs> for some reason, I had the ability to, like, suck in air and shoot it out, and, like, it was a fucking show. Wait, so you could fart on command? I mean, no. <laughs> it It was a little weird. Like, I'd have my butt in the air, and... It would literally suck in air. Like straight up bare butt. Yeah. It would suck in air and then I can fart it out. I wonder what your neighbors must have thought. Just seeing this five-year-old sticking his butt up in the air. (laughs) They probably thought there was something really wrong at home. I don't, I'm not sure, but you know, doing it in private would have probably been the best. But of course, I did not do it in private. I would show people, oh, it was the worst. I don't know why I would do that. So you'd literally go around and say, be like, oh look God, what I could do with my butthole. <laughs> Drop your drawers and fart on command. Yes. I mean, as far as superpowers go, <laughs> it's a very like Pee Wee Herman from Mystery Men. He was a character called the Spleen who could, he had like nuclear farts on command. Like, so as far as superpowers go, yeah, it's definitely there. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't deadly farts, though, so is it a superpower? I don't know. I mean, you were the oldest, correct? <laughs> so, I feel like 
This was pre all my cousins. That's hilarious. Yeah. So you were like the only one. Yes, at that point in time. So your family was starting out hardcore. (laughs) With with the beautiful little fart child. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I kind of like, I don't know if I'd say I envy you. Um, I admire the fact that you had the boldness to do that. Um, I mean, I feel like my siblings kind of took all my boldness. Um, and... They did all the embarrassing things before you could get there. They really kind of did. <laughs> they really kind of did. I think one particularly embarrassing thing that... They still don't let me live it down. I was like maybe 10 and sucked at music just about as much as I already do. And we were playing like apples to apples or cards against humanity or something like that. And straight up, I can't remember what the descriptor was or anything like that, but I put down Grateful Dead, which at the time I didn't know was a band. I had no clue what it was. So I was super confused. You know, I just learned, so. (laughs) And instead of Grateful Dead, I also said Grateful Deed. You read it incorrectly, I read it incorrectly, too. So I put down a card that had nothing to do with the descriptive word. And they still do not let me live it down. If we are playing Cards Against Humanity... Like, my sister will nudge, like, me in the side and be like, hey, guess what? Grateful deed. (laughs) And I'm just like, I hate you. I hate all of you. I'm running away now. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you for your lovely additions to the Embarrassing Story Hall of Fame. Yeah. That was definitely... Top tier. Oh, was it? I don't... So, generally, the point of telling embarrassing stories is to, you know, understand that other people have similar embarrassing stories. I don't know if anyone else has (laughs) really ever farted on command or described it in such a way. Maybe I found a new genre. Maybe people will follow me just for that amazing skill. I mean, we've talked about poop before, so uh, you never know. You you just don't. You you never know. We've talked about poop a couple times. It's definitely like a go-to, go-to topic. Everyone, everyone shits. Everyone shits. It's like the book from the Museum of Natural Science that everybody poops, and it's Mm -hmm. just a bunch of animals taking giant dumps. Yep. Yeah. That's great. You know they have a sequel to that book. Do they? Yeah. I thought it was just the one. No, it's like everybody poops more or something like that. What? Everybody still poops. <laughs> Except for Kim Jong-un because he doesn't have a butthole. Is that fact? That's what he said. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Because gods, in quotation fingers, don't need to shit. Yes. <laughs> He he is literally putting his hand over his face right now. <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. 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 That's, that's crazy. That's a thing. That's, that's a thing wild. a human said. If I said that, I would have had something to describe of me saying something super embarrassing. 
<laughs> yeah. Wow. The more you know. The more you know. Hmm. I need to add like a sound there, like <laughs> whatever sound went with the more you know or something <clears throat> like that. Um, but anyways, down to the topic at hand. Yes. The topic at hand. We are talking about design. Yes. Which is fun because we are both designers. Yes. Different kinds of designers, but designers all the same. What kind are you? I. That was mean. No, I really want to know. You don't know? (laughs) Interior design. No. Architectural. No, that's worse. Woodworking. (laughs) I prefer carpentry. (laughs) Actually, no, industrial design. Beautiful. Which is... I think you've told me. I've basically just shitty memory. You really do. It's basically the fancy term for product design. Cool. It's like the broad, 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 broad product design term. Gotcha. And you are a graphic designer. I am. How's that? It's it's great. I, I got promoted to senior graphic designer at some point in my career but like you know at at one point in time it happened <laughs> you can't remember when and you don't know if you actually got a raise but Do it happened. i deserve it possibly did i get a raise i don't think so <laughs> <laughs> that's so sad I am mean, i doing more work than the title suggests yes <laughs> i mean whenever i got my current job yes um I had already been working part-time doing basically the same thing, just with a different title. Mm. So whenever management moved up and everybody else moved up. You moved up. I moved up, but it took them like eight months to move me up. I was doing the same exact (laughs) thing. My job had not changed. I was just getting paid what I actually deserved, which was nice. But my job did not change. And I'm pretty sure they changed the actual role of the job that I was moving into. To fit your skills. To fit what I was doing already. Yeah, that that typically will, will happen. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a bad thing. That means they must really like you and you must do an amazing job. I try really hard. Gold star. I try so 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 hard (laughs) so hard good but one thing that Mm -hmm. i wanted to share with you because i was doing some research into a specific (laughs) aspect of design yes that i think is particularly funny and i see it every single year with design students is phallic design oh yeah so we see it all the time with buildings. Mm-hmm. Like the Empire State Building is a huge phallic symbol. Basically any, not necessarily any skyscraper, but there are definitely some like the gherkin. Specific buildings. Yeah. They'll look more and more like penises. 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 Yeah. It's just everywhere. You thing. see it in art. You see it in we graphic really design. Do. Not usually in typography, although I, if I do recall correctly, there was a piece I made that looked like a penis, and it was at work, and I, I changed it. <laughs> it really, 
it really <laughs> is like the mo of <clears throat> young designers to at least at some point design something to bring it in that yeah. is vaguely phallic for sure or or like what is it breasts too breasts those yes. will pop in too i know my freshman year in my program we had to design vases it was like a surface project so we had to design vases they all had to appear porcelain um, were they all, was it just like a giant field of penises by the end of it it really kind of was <laughs> mine in particular it was hard to tell if they looked more like like elbow macaroni or just two penises laying on each other and what's worse was in that particular project we had to work with two of our classmates so we had to also design a vase that was 75 percent our design and our concept 25 percent theirs so it was sort of like a mutual a blending so if you line them all up in a circle you could see the flow from one design to another that's so cool it was it was cool but it just happened (laughs) and everyone stuck to it it just happened that all of the people on either side of me had also made vaguely phallic shapes Mm. Um, so they just made mine look more phallic. It was just like fate. It was. It was fate. And instead <laughs> of going against the grain, you fell in line. Fell in line. Yeah, I know. I you would know. have done it too. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It and what's funny is it hasn't changed. Ever ever every uh freshman year they do a similar project where they have to design something with a certain finish and it has to be 75% theirs, 25% their classmates. There was one that I saw. I don't know who designed it, but it looked like a penis and they were designing plates. So it was like a penis that could hold stuff. (laughs) I think they were trying to design a leaf, but the proportions were just slightly off. So fun fact... This is a little off subject, but because we're talking about penises, you know, people make penis cakes all the time to celebrate baby showers and not baby showers, (laughs) bachelorettes! I actually know someone who does make dirty cakes. Okay. Living for it. So the fun fact is that, um, historically speaking, penis cakes were made, like, in the Greco-Roman time to, um... To pray and to celebrate the goddess Demeter. Bam. Well, <laughs> give me a sec, because we're going to get there. Oh. We're going to get there. Um, but this particular, back to this plate, mm-hmm. this particular plate, it looked like a flattened out penis. It looked like basically the profile of a penis. And so he also happened to make the other two versions of his that were partially his teammates look like penis versions of theirs. There was one that was like a crescent shape. It just looked like a bent dick. (laughs) And I'm sure at some point he realized that it was penis shaped because a couple of them put like fruits or snacks on their plates whenever they were presenting. Guess what fruit he put? What? 
banana. He put a banana. Of course he did. He put a banana. Just like a single banana? Just a single oh banana. Sitting in the center of his plate. And I'm just like, you knew. He you knew. knew. That's like... You knew. So I actually met a couple of artists at Sam Houston that you know, they figure out their, um, kind of their genre or yeah. the subject that they're interested in. Literally, a couple of them chose, like, the gay sexuality like penis embodiment like, like a and they would on. straight up bring it into every single project that they worked on that's a lot it's purposeful right that is that is a lot i have seen some n- not sexual little things that some students have done with their projects yeah uh, especially the architecture students because they'll put little characters into their models and things little people that's cool there was a girl who a female student who was working on her project i think she was a third year um at that time and throughout all of her projects she had two people two specific people running towards each other (laughs) so that at the end for her final project they'd be mid-air doing a jumping high five (laughs) living that's great i live for that i live for that amount of creativity and just like it's so goofy and perfect i love it all right but you had mentioned demeter yes it should pop in my head so penis cake um (laughs) not penis cake uh i wanted to go into where phallic and yonic design came from oh my gosh let's do this so as you know, phallic is penis. Yes. Yonic is vagina. Okay. Um, we'll get more into that. But, uh, so phallic architecture in particular became really prominent uh, in ancient Egypt and Greece. Especially Greece. For sure. Um, where everybody was into sex. Were they? They were. I mean, it was just, it was... It was like more accepted. I don't know. It was. It really well. It's like it wasn't everybody as much scrutinized as it is now, right? So I think it just became more popular as less of a form of procreation, more of a as a form of like recreation. Recreation, getting it on. Yeah, like they were they were really getting it on, and uh, ancient Greeks in particular uh, used it to pray to pagan gods. Um, so one of them was, uh, Parappas. No clue. He's a Greek god, the Greek god of, um, fertility, gardens, and livestock, among other things. Apparently he was very well endowed. Ooh. Or he is at least depicted as being well endowed. endowed. Um, and they'd build- Because that's super interesting, because most of the Greco-Roman, like, um- marble statues they all depict the men with really small penises because Mm -hmm. it was thought that the well-endowed individuals are more savage and animal-like and so like they will destroy their partners yeah it's very interesting i mean i think some of us are down for that but (laughs) (laughs) anyways um so they built temples they built monuments um to worship him and as well as worshiping other phallic gods as as it's described um 
So the Romans did the same thing for their godly equivalent of him, uh, Modinus. And the ancient Greeks actually had a phallic festival, like yeah. a big penis festival, um, which uh, we now call Pride. And Are you for real? No. 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 <laughs> I kind of wish. Like the world's biggest gay toga party. Um, super pride. Super pride. They need to make a super pride. Um, but they'd build shrines uh, called Herm. So it's H-E-R-M. Um, you can imagine that comes from Hermes, who was also considered one of the phallic gods really yeah Hmm. i think i think generally most of the greek male gods were considered phallic at least in some sense um just because they're gods and they're men yeah and it was a very patriarchal i mean mythology just in general exactly Um, so they'd build these sort of statues that would just be placed around, they'd be placed in front of temples and in front of, uh, or like on roads where there were, uh, crossroads, things like that. Um, and it'd literally be like a flat pillar with topped with the bust of Hermes. So it's like Hermes's face. And then... Where man bits would be, there's just man bits on a flat pillar. <laughs> That's wild. Hold on. Do you have photos? I don't know if I have a photo of that. I do have a photo of something else that I'll show you in a second. Okay. But if if y'all do want to look that up, it's called Herma, or they are called Herma, or Herm. Oh, he's looking it up. I am. They're, they're definitely really kind of funny to look at because it looks like like someone frozen in carbonite almost like star wars frozen in carbonite but they just happen to have their dick out which is just loads of fun this is wild oh this is before unless this is this is this is not hermes it is yeah the on most of them they particularly had a bearded Hermes, right? But like, there's different faces depending on the culture. Yeah, this is wild because this looks like it's from Mesopotamia. Well, I'm sure it did pass down. Um, and the so they'd place it in front of homes, in front of like major public buildings. Yep, yep, very erect. <laughs> um, in always. And, um, so they were thought to be, um, apotropaic magic. What? <laughs> apotropaic magic. Oh. I don't know if I'm pronouncing That's like that right. a new term for me. So it's basically forms of magic that, uh, ward off evil. Okay. So they'd put it in front of homes to protect from evil spirits, protect from basically negativity. Cool. I don't really know how exactly having like having having just a bust of a dude <laughs> with um, his dick out with his dick out only his dick erect um, uncut <laughs> don't really know how that works foot long <laughs> foot long 
Like a good, like, like a good can thickness. That shit was thick. Like it a looked five dollar foot long. Oh damn. Yeah. Um. That's thick. Right. So they uh, believe that a lot of the inspiration was also from the Egyptians, because the Egyptians also had very phallic symbols uh, within their gods, including Min. Min uh, was a valley god. That was depicted as, like, almost like a pharaoh, just with a dick. Like, a big, like, just a wrecked dick. Like, it looked like someone was wearing, like, a sheet with, like, just a dick poking <laughs> Um, And they'd also, phalluses were very important to the cult of Osiris, uh, which was another very important god. And, uh, they would worship them through a, uh, statue, uh, it's called a Soder Kosmoi, or Kosmoi, I don't really know how that's pronounced, but <laughs> it's literally a human torso mm. with a rooster's head, but instead of a beak... Penis. It's a big old dick. Oh my gosh. It is a big old dick. You let found me, like these wild things. Let me show you what this. What is up? This is a sketch of basically one of them. And it is. Oh my gosh. Magic. You think they wrote them? I don't know. I don't really know how tall this is. Right, but that looks like it's not that tall. Like, they could just place it on the ground and then just pop up and down right. and, like, they just go, you know? Maybe. I just, like, I kind of loved how creative it is. Like, literally, it's a cock with a cock face. Mm-hmm. Living. That's, that's, that is what it is. Yeah. Living. So, yeah. They had that. Um, and basically it, they'd also have obelisks. Obelisks are a huge, uh, phallic symbol. Um, just because they look like human penises. Um, they also ward off bad energy as well. That's true. It is, it is a lot of magic. Um, and a lot of it also represented, uh, human fertility and, um, male sexuality and orgasm. It was very male-centric, obviously. And that, like, goes back to Babylon and the Romans and... So everyone celebrated penises. Everybody celebrated penises. Like, literally everybody. Um, So they also have Yannick. So uh, Yannick is the reverse of that and really there isn't a lot of i guess old yonic yeah design mostly it's, it's very much art yeah it's art based very new. art based it's very new it is celebrating yonic art for sure like what's what's her name um she does the flowers flowers i, I know who you're talking about it's like the vagina flowers yes she also has like a whole gallery just full of vaginas Yes. Like, uh, painted and drawn in different ways. I have to say her name. Let me put up. 
Well, for those of you who don't know, and you can pull it up later. I, I know exactly who you're talking about. I just really can't remember her name right now. And that is terrible <clears> for me. The worst. Georgia O'Keefe. Georgia O'Keefe. There I, you go. Gosh, she slipped my mind too. Like the don't moment, the moment I hear that name, I'm like, oh shit, no, no duh. Definitely. Um, so the term Yonic actually, uh, is Sanskrit or it's based on a Sanskrit term Yoni, mm. uh, Y-O-N-I, um, which literally translates to womb or like female sexual organs that's awesome um and it also translates to origin or source which makes sense people are source of vagina are you serious gasp i know right i didn't know you came out of a vagina no i lost my gold star no you lost your platinum star there you go (laughs) um so yanis are uh, also relevant in Hindu culture. Um, it was uh, also referred to in Hindu as uh, Pandika, which is uh, represents the Hindu goddess uh, Shakti, which is like the Hindu goddess. She is uh, known as the Great Divine Mother. Um, source of like all creative energy and everything in hindu culture so and actually let me see if i can pull up a picture of it it's not as exciting as um a human bust with a cock sticking out of it um but it was that made my week right right um, so Yanni are a lot more, um, symbolic. So it's basically a stone square, um, with a hole in it. Yeah. And sometimes the hole would have another piece of stone put into it. To symbolize sex. Symbolizing yeah. male and female and symbolizing sort of a balance in the cosmos. Okay. That's pretty dope. So fun facts about Yanni's. Yeah. Um, That's like super like. Uh, my brain is a fart today. Um, when you draw something and it's a representation of something, but it's not that thing exactly. Yeah, exactly. What is, what is it called? Um, I have no clue. You know what I'm talking about, too. I do. Oh, come on. We need better vocabulary. I know. I'm the worst. <clears throat> Why do I have a podcast? I can't even talk. <laughs> I can't even speak English uh, all that well, and it is my first language. Um, so, as far as design goes for Yanni's and Yannick design, there really isn't that much. It's a lot of art. There's a lot of art. Um, there was a, uh, a stadium that Zaha Hadid was going to design, um, obviously before she passed away, um, that was basically a vagina like a giant vagina stadium oh yeah yeah and uh it's a shame though because it was in uh i i think it was for like a world uh world cup 
in a Middle Eastern country. That she was building that stage That for. she was building it for. Wow. That was, she was building the stadium for. And obviously for certain reasons, they canceled it other than her uh, dying. Let me see. Uh-huh. Indeed. Stadium. Oh, Qatar. It was in Qatar. Um, I don't know if they... Oh, it's for the... Oh, never mind. So they did finish it. They did build it after all. That's they nice. did. Yes. Super dope. it looks like a straight up muscular vagina. I have to see. It's actually super beautiful, honestly. Let me show you. Whoa! If y'all want to yeah. see this. Um, it, it basically looks like... It dismisses claims that it resembles a vagina. Nah, bitch. You no, made it's it look definite, like it. It is very much uh, Yonic design. Um, basically, it opens up in right the center. Right in the center. Um, very much like a vagina. Oh my gosh. It looks like a muscly vagina. It's great. It's very texturized. It really is. It you is can... a beautiful building. If y'all want to see it, look up Zaha Hadid's... Uh, this is not human sexuality class, so we can't really not. get into details, but... <laughs> Don't look up Zaha Hadid's vagina. That would be bad. <laughs> but definitely look up this stadium. It is a beautiful um, design. It's just... It really it is. Really is. It's really nice. It almost looks like one of those... It looks like a spaceship, truthfully. It kind of does. Like a nice, beautiful vagina spaceship. Yes. Fly us to Venus. <laughs> Loki, I was watching Xena on the 21st Century, the girl of the 21st Century. This is a really old movie, Disney Channel. And uh, I'm in... living. Zoom, zoom, uh-huh. zoom, zoom, zoom. Yes. So in the second movie, they meet the aliens. And oh, yeah, they're like their spaceship reminds like, me of this. They're like light things. Mm-hmm. They're like angels. Yeah. It was cute. Definitely. I miss Xenon. Zoom, zoom, zoom. Okay. So. Ending phallic design and yonic design, I wanted to share with you uh, this interaction between a graphic designer and a restaurant owner. Oh, I think I pulled that up on my phone. Well, you can follow it on your phone, then. I think I will. Um, so, <laughs> uh, this restaurant owner... Uh, decides to respond to this designer um and this designer just totally messed with him so much is it this i think so they do have some text messages yes that's it so there was a couple that opened an italian restaurant um the and they had placed an ad on craigslist looking for a graphic designer wrong move (laughs) right the worst thing you can do um so they wanted a designer that could design their restaurant logo menu and a couple other things and a quote-unquote cocky uh (laughs) graphic designer decided to prank the restaurant owners uh with just a whole lot of phallic logos. Like a whole lot of just dick logos. Um, and the conversation uh, 
goes as follows the graphic designer i've seen this um, before <laughs> oh my goodness so the graphic designer sends him a message saying uh hey is this the person looking for graphic designer and the couple involved were like yes wow you're so quick uh we just put up that ad 30 minutes ago obviously that is a bad sign that's already a red flag like someone just looking to scam the crap out of people maybe and just totally mess with people so uh this this uh graphic designer is like oh awesome glad i got it to it first and he was like tell me tell me what you're looking for so they're looking for uh an Italian restaurant logo. Uh, the restaurant's called Tomato Tomato. I'm I'm guessing it's probably pronounced Tomato Tomato. Maybe. I feel like that would make sense. Yeah. Uh, I feel like that would make sense. Um, so they uh, were going to call and he was like, eh, that's, that's no good. I'm working right now. And he'd be taking it on as freelance again another red flag he's like no i don't want to talk to you on the phone he's like no i'm i can't talk about other freelance projects while i'm working for my company and he was like the restaurant owner was like okay feel free to call after you leave work in the meantime uh can you show me a website or some of your work online your recent pieces so i can see what you've done and so this this guy decides to send um, a bunch of photos of designs that he's recently done, and they are all penises. Oh yeah, like all of them. The first one he sends penises. A plus car organization. So they've got the A above the C O, and it looks like a penis with balls. Yeah. And and then the plus is in the center of the A. Which makes it just even that better. I hate to say I kind of don't hate it. <laughs> just better. I really, I really just don't hate it. I feel like it would have been funny, though, if he had put the plus with several other pluses outside the penis. Just so it looks... <laughs> <laughs> like it's splooged. It looks like a celebration. Oh my god. It looks like a celebration. And the first thing that the restaurant owner says is, that's good. And he says, no, no offense. offense. Uh, has anyone ever told you it looks kind of like a penis? <laughs> or it looks it looks sort of phallic. He says it looks sort of phallic. And this graphic designer is playing dumb. He's like, no, what's that? <laughs> it's like, okay, hun, you know what phallic means. Then he says the next this. one. I kind of love it. Um, the next one he sends, oh my gosh, it's hilarious. It's for a hot dog kiosk. I, this one's probably my favorite just because there's no way you can say this doesn't look phallic. I mean, he's eating a hot dog. There's no (laughs) bun. There is no bun. (laughs) So the next one was for Omar's hot dog kiosk. That was the next, uh, joke logo that he made it's literally a winking smiley face holding on to a hot dog a hot dog bunless a bunless hot dog uh with omar's hot dog on the inside uh 
and he's just sticking it into his mouth. Like, there's... There is no way, uh, like, this was not intentional. It's so funny. He did it intentionally, yes. And then, uh, (laughs) the restaurant owner says, your friend Omar was okay with this? Question mark. And again, the designer's playing dumb. He's like, yeah, why wouldn't he be? And the restaurant owner is like, this is totally a guy putting a dick in his mouth. It's so great. So, so, so My favorite part is after that. So, um... So the customer calls him out. He's like, yo, that looks like someone's putting a penis in their mouth. And the designer is like, what? No, that's a man enjoying a hot dog. Dude, I'm not sure we can work together. I don't know you were going to be some kind of pervert. Right. (laughs) And so, uh, while all of this interaction has been going on, he, uh, sends his version of a logo. Tomato, tomato. Tomato, tomato. It's got subtext. It, a lot of subtext. Um, so both the last O's, it's literally tomato and tomato sitting on top of each other, the text for that. So the last two O's are also sitting on top of each other and they are red like tomatoes or like something else with what I'm guessing he would say is an is Italian a, is sausage. an Italian sausage <laughs> coming from both the tomatoes yep. with a winky face yep and underneath tomato tomato it says we're not dicking around open wide for some hot Italian sausage Young. So great. So great. It's it's like it's so close to being good, but then he adds a penis. <laughs> what what I love is the fact that he actually took the time to design to a logo for them just to just to dick around with them, pun intended. The client obviously said, What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> I mean I probably would have, like, thrown him some amount of applause and just been like, man, like, I'm not going to use that logo ever, 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 ever. But but this was funny. This is He probably is wasn't finding it funny. This is, this is really great. I mean, it's not like he paid him. True. True. No contract there. So I'm curious because mm-hmm. we do have some amount of time left. What are some sort of design challenges that you've felt? Well, for sure, presenting. So, like, that's something that I've had difficulty with. And Mm. I'm sure everyone else has their fair share of communicating what their design is supposed to look like. Because typically when you are in your stages of designing something, you know, you go through your sketches, through your ideation. That's true. Whatever form of creativity method inducing skills that you have, it's a process. And there are a lot of times where I'm fumbling through my words or what I see in my head is just not coming out. Um, not, not being able to express that to your coworkers or to your classmates or to your teachers or mm-hmm. professors. Like, I feel like that's always been... 
difficult. I definitely feel that, especially for me. Um, I really struggled with sketching. I really struggled with ideating. All my stuff was chicken scratch and stick figures. That's, I was the worst, literally the worst. And I remember like my first or second week of class in my design sketching class, um, the professor who I actually grew to really respect. He was a really great professor. Um, he embarrassed the crap out of everyone. He did not call us out like by name, but we had to turn in a design journal, like basically just sketching and stuff like that. And he was like, okay, you need to fill like three pages completely with just whatever you want sketches. They have to be good. They have to use perspective, you know, just really challenge yourself. Mine were awful. Straight up the worst. I turned them in and he, the following week, chews us out. He's like, these are the worst sketches I've ever seen, blah, 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 blah. And he had scanned a fair few. That he had to keep. Oh my gosh. He he played us a little presentation. Of the worst Of the worst. How many of yours were in there? Let's say... There was about six total. Oh. I had half. Wow. Just me. Wow. In a class of like 30 people. Right. Half of the awful, 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 awful sketches were mine. <laughs> Granted, practice makes perfect and I've gotten much better since then. But I literally like... I bet I'm, he found humor in it. That's why oh, he took it. I am so thankful he like... Did not have my name anywhere on it. Because he knew it was me. Right. And he was ticked. Because it was like, these stupid idiots are wasting my time. (laughs) And I'm just sitting there, like, basically with my face down, like, head on the table. Just being like, oh, no. This is the worst. Nobody look at me. And and other than that, I've never had a problem with presenting. Mainly that's because of clowning and all that stuff. I've been presenting for years and years and years. So you've got the skills. I I have the presentation skills. I can sell anything. Um, unless it's evil, I probably can't sell. Like, I think if I truly believe in something, then I can sell it. Yes. If Um, if I feel passionate about it, I can sell it. Um, and I remember one particular project, we were designing, uh, footwear, uh, for whatever. And right before our, uh, class started, I get a call from Texas Children's saying, Hey, we're supposed to have the Easter bunny here. Where are you? My dad had accidentally booked me as the Easter bunny for a bunch of kids with cyst- with cystic fibrosis. And you were nowhere nearby. I, so I was close enough that I could drive there. Awesome. I had the bunny costume, but I thought the job was later. Like I thought it was going to be after class. 
Okay. And he had booked it earlier. So I run to my professor. I'm like, I'm sorry, I have to go. I'm going to try to be back before presentations are done. But I have to go be the Easter Bunny for a bunch of sick kids. Obviously, he could not say no. Um, so I'm driving to Texas Children's. I'm throwing on a bunch of Easter Bunny Outfit nonsense. Pieces. And I get there. I go see the kids, everything. I get done and I'm driving back and I pop a tire. So I am like trying to change this tire frantically. Luckily, this very nice homeless man helped me. Um, and I like ended up buying him a pack of cigarettes. And I felt a little bit bad just because the cashier was like, is he making you do this? And I'm like, no, he helped me change my tire. So I'm feeling super thankful to him right now. So this is like the only time I will ever do this. <laughs> um, but it was very nice, very sweet of him. So I finally get back to school. The last person has just finished presenting. I run in. I am drenched in sweat from being in a hot bunny costume. Are you still in the bunny costume? No. Okay. I am not. But I am, like, basically wearing gym shorts and a white t-shirt. I am drenched in sweat. I come in, and I'm like, I'm ready! I'm ready! (laughs) I present my shoe, which was, it was, like, a boot for brewers. Okay. Because they work a lot with hot liquids, and the boots that they were using would really do damage to their feet um so i designed this boot and we were at that time like presenting our concept idea we were explaining our research and like saying this is what we want to do this is how we want to do it this is sort of i our idea of where we want to go yeah and (laughs) the first thing the professor says is wow you know I didn't think I'd like this, but I like this. And I'm literally just like, I'm like so exasperated. I'm just like literally lay down on the podium. I'm like, oh, thank God. (laughs) I bet it was such a relief. Oh, what a relief it is. So, okay. I have two stories. The first, because we're on presentations, I'll go with that. Please do it. So, um, one of the very first introductory classes at Sam Houston for all art majors is a thing called WASH. And it's Wash. it's an acronym, W-A-S-H. Um, don't ask me what it is now because I don't remember. <laughs> um, I know it's, it's a three-part course, meaning you have two, <clears throat> two three-hour blocks of... Uh, what is it, in-studio time, and one one-hour block of, uh, like, when the teacher stands up in front of a podium to present. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that's called. Lecture. Lecture. Yeah, lecture. So, this, all three classes are taken in the same semester, and it's a shit ton of work, and basically it's where they cut maybe 70% of the students from... That makes sense. It's yeah. very much a foundation. It's a foundation ours course. Is, ours is the same. Courses to, uh, for multiple reasons, but one of the major ones is to weed out individuals that aren't fit for the program. 
Um, anyway, so, like, I was acing these classes, A's and B's, and, um, one of the very first projects they gave us, um, and the re they gave it to us really early on in the semester, and they were expecting a presentation at the end of the semester. Mm -hmm. So the project was to pick an artist and um, make a piece. Like, in their style? Kind of. Hmm. Like, inspired by them. That's cool. Um, but also, the presentation, you have to do... Basically, you're doing an art talk for that artist. Oh, wow. So that all the other students could learn about this medium and this artwork and this artist. And, um, you know, when you teach something, you learn it better. That's cool. So um, you could have done something like super out there, some really interesting, like, okay. So I don't remember her name. <laughs> <laughs> you don't remember your artist's name. I don't, but she, I remember being super inspired by her. She is a famous Korean artist and what she is greatly known for is for uh, the late 90s, early 2000s, creating 3D digital worlds and spaces oh. where people can come in and like interact with each other. That's and cool. it was like revolutionary. She, it, it was, it was an amazing experience because that, that was just like where she landed. Yeah. Where she kind of started from was... Uh, recording uh, employees in factories, like the Korean factories, like them putting stuff together, putting stuff yeah. in like the hazardous like conditions condition, and things like everything. That. Like, I mean, very much her, sending a message. Yes. I mean, that's kind of the point, right? So most major artists are like trying to talk about major issues in yeah. our world and maybe pointing a finger to it, but also trying to highlight it. So that may be some, uh, resolutions come to pass right yeah anyway i fell in love with this artist and i made an amazing piece i thought it was amazing it was like a whole wall full of printed flyers it kind of looked like um and i've got photos i can show you later if you'd like but and you don't remember her name i I'm not at the moment right now it's, <laughs> it's late. i'm sleepy i had a long day of work this is <laughs> Not at the moment. I'm sure I'll remember and I'll tell you. And if he's got footnotes, he can type it in later. I promise. <laughs> um, anyway, she was phenomenal. Um, and I made these posters that essentially the posters were uh, almost like a flyer for, um, you know, when you see those pamphlets to go on vacation, like, yeah. go to this island, fly here, fly to this country. But my poster was for another planet another universe, another solar system. That's so cool. like the idea that, Hey, you can purchase these tickets to go and travel to anywhere else. Yeah, exactly. It was phenomenal. Um, but I tiled them and they were different colors and they look like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, uh, those old timey posters that they would just kind of sling up on walls yeah. and like back to back to back. It was, it was so cool. I thought it was cool. Um, anyway, I was so invested to this artist and this project and, and I was keeping everything. I, I'm an, typically an A plus student. I'm very anal retentive about collegiate things. Yeah. Right. Um, I exported the presentation. I was ready to go. And the day of the presentation doesn't work. 
<gasps> no. I got an F. What? Yeah. So that makes my grade in that class a C. <laughs> Wait, so you couldn't like be like, I'm sorry, the presentation didn't work. No excuses. No one saw the presentation that I worked literally hours on and practice and practice and practice because I have presentation issues. So when I present, I know I'm prepared. <laughs> I had a similar situation. And it was with a group project. And I had spent the entire project designing these super cool electronics. We were designing like a children's product. And it was this super cool electronic system where you could scan a color and the color would display on the top of your hand. It's like if you wanted to play a team sport, you could, everybody could pick one color Everybody scans it, and y'all are a team. Things like that. I actually got it to work. I'd programmed it. It was so cool. I'd shown it to my professor. And then the day of presentation, my teammate shows up with this less than stellar model that she expected me to put all the electronics <clears throat> into in 30 minutes. Um, let's just say I tried. Okay. And failed. And destroyed my electronics in the process. So it no longer worked. And we went into presentation with the worst, one of the worst models I have ever presented with. And electronics that did not work. And I was very thankful that my professor stepped in and said, I saw it work. It was super cool. Like, it, it was really cool what it did. It's a shame that we couldn't show you now, but it did work. Aww. Yeah, I was lucky. Very. Nope. I got enough. And it was That's okay. so unfair. It, you know, electronics. <laughs> because the presentation would work perfectly on my computer. It just wouldn't work on my professor's. <laughs> Well, then it's his fault. He deserves the F. I guess. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I passed, which is what matters. And I moved on and I did bigger and better and greater things. Now look at you. Um, But in that same class... <laughs> did this professor hate you? No. In the same class as the class that I was telling uh, Zach earlier that I had a project... Um, just me by myself. None of my classmates did this project. Um, everyone had their own kind of idea of what they wanted to do, but I chose sexual addiction. And so... Lovely. <laughs> this is a very, like, sex design heavy heavy podcast. Yeah, that, I mean, today. I thought that was the point. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't expecting it to go here, but I'm, I'm down. You're I'm down? Not, I'm, not, I'm not against it. Okay. But yeah, so, I mean, so here are actual photos. Um, so at Specs, not Specs, what's what's the place at the mall? Specs. No. Spencer's. 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 They sell the little hard candies for, for bridal showers. The dick ones? Yes. The dick. So I took them and I painted them and I put them in uh, those pill containers that have like Monday through Friday yeah. or Monday through Sunday. 
um, I removed them Monday through Sunday and added vagina images. And then I put all the painted dicks inside and then I mounted those fuckers on the wall. And it was three of them and they were packed full of penises. And then when it was my turn to present, I opened those bitches and <laughs> yes! the candy just fell off everywhere. <laughs> it was so good. Yes, I am living for that. Oh, they are not normal colors either. No, so it was green. It was monochromatic green. All and, sorts of crazy ass colors. And there was also a pink flesh one. Um, and that was to provide a little contrast. But apparently the assignment was to make everything a single hue. So because there, that, that was a pink, I, I got one letter deducted for my grade. Yeah, I know. That is, oh, vaginas. Uh-huh. The, uh, it was so pretty fucking they, cool. Were they like, did you draw them? No. So like, it's a method of image transferring. So you print it, you place tape on the inked side. Yeah. You use water to rub off the paper. And then huh. you place the stick, the the tape onto whatever object you want. Yeah. That's it. It's funny because I'm seeing all of the vaginas sort of horizontally right now and it does look like a bunch of lips like <laughs> just a bunch of weird looking lips um i love this though and i especially the picture of all of uh the little penises on the floor <laughs> that is a showpiece it's pretty good it was tiny though right but like it was small it is small but it is it definitely sends a message. It did. Did so did you end up taking the pink ones out? No, I left them in. I got the letter grade deduction. Oh, I didn't okay. give a fuck. I thought it looked so much cooler with I'm the pink ones. I'm looking at in. all the ones on the ground and there's no pink ones. Did the pink ones just not come out? I guess not. <laughs> that's still that's that's pretty fantastic, honestly. Honestly, honestly. Well, <laughs> It is time to wrap up the show. So I just wanted to thank you for being a part of it. This is your space thing. Yeah. Oh, it's so cool. That's really cool. That would be like an interesting wallpaper. That's really cool. Thanks. Um. So like, uh, I mean... With that space post poster flyer, whatever, um, it it was fun because people could take them as like uh, like they could just peel it off the wall. Yeah, go. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um. Well, again, thank you for joining me. Thank you for inviting me. I'm very glad that uh, you got to be a part of this one. It was very fun. Um, if y'all want to hear Josh on the podcast again, let me know or let us know. Because um, I would definitely love to have you back. Crickets. <laughs> chirp, chirp. Chirp, chirp. Chirp, chirp. Chirp, chirp. Then just the one, the one person from Australia somewhere. No! Um... <laughs> No, they're talking about me. Um, but 
Uh, if y'all do want to send us embarrassing stories or um, anything like that, I do not share names. So obviously your embarrassing story is your own and I'm not gonna, you know, out you for whatever embarrassing, awful thing that you did. Um, but I would love to tell some embarrassing stories uh, from some of the listeners. That would be truly fantastic. So if you want to share some of those embarrassing stories or if you have a theme idea or you just want to, you know, uh, tell me that you think I'm awful and want to send me one star via email, um, please shoot those over to blunsaid underscore uh, or blunsaid dot podcast at gmail.com. I don't even know my own email. Um, or you can sounds follow. Sounds like you need a real website. I probably do. Or you can follow me on Instagram at uh, BL underscore unsaid. I can help with the website. Well, thank you. Thank <laughs> you for your offer. I don't think I'm popular enough for a website yet. I mean, maybe that's the step. Give, you know, <laughs> I, I will tell y'all this. If y'all can send me at least five embarrassing stories embarrassing listener stories that i can have an episode i will i will get a website from josh but you'll have to send me embarrassing stories because i really (laughs) want to share the fact that we are all embarrassing huge trash bag messes yeah i'm the trash panda yeah yeah you know raccoons are people too um we we all do embarrassing stuff and i just want to spread that through the world because why be embarrassed if you're definitely not alone definitely but anyways thank you for listening bye-bye